Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And it is Thanksgiving week. We are pleased to be with you. We are reacting to a lot of things this afternoon. And on the happy side, you know, I'll certainly provide some Cowboys commentary. What a great win that was, dominating fashion. I mean, so many incredible things that happened. Not the least was which uh, uh, Tony Pollard has emerged as just a monster for this offense. So, Cowboys fans, you'll have some good moments today. Uh, I do want to share with you that uh, making his debut on the show at 420 today, Eric Kelly from Fox 44. I've always, um, Eric's just a really cool guy and and, uh, does a good job. Went to Mizzou. All right, big time journalism school. And uh, Eric's always on the on the scene. And, you know, we have Curtis every uh, Curtis Quillen every Friday. So then I become partial to certain people in the uh, in the local TV. But I've always thought, man, Eric seems like a good guy. We ought to get him on. And so today I thought, hey, let's get him on. And he will be on with us at 420. Aaron, uh, and Aaron uh, Sexton is our resident soccer expert. I don't know, Aaron, we'll talk about, of course, what happened with Baylor TCU. I'm just trying to back my way into it because it's so frustrating uh, for those of us that have either rooted or attended Baylor University. Uh, but I don't know how to totally react to this um, Stars and Stripes the uh, tie that occurred against uh, Wales. Because I don't, it's not good, certainly not great when you take the 1-0 lead and then you give up the penalty and, and then the, uh, I mean, you, you know, it's just you got a penalty kick and you get beat on it. I mean, I and, and again, that's, of course, they're going to choose their greatest player, guy that's in that, uh, Aaron, I think we call that, what league is that? Bundesliga. Bundesliga. I mean, he's, that Gareth Bell, I saw him, and I'm like, even I know who that guy is. Like, that's that's got to be Wells' best player, best known player. He's 33, so he's been around for a little while, but he's big time. I Like, I saw that name and was like, wait, I, I even I know who that guy is. And he made, he, he, he got a 1-1 tie, uh, salvaged the tie for Wells, and I think Wells has to feel great about the tie. I think Team USA does not feel that great. You know, I I, I was watching how Burhalter, the uh, Team USA coach, was going to respond, and he put on a brave face. And I got to say, some of the saves that were made by I believe his name's Turner, uh, is it Matt Turner, the uh, goalkeeper for USA, 
I thought he did a good job. I mean, I thought he had some really good saves. I thought he was shaky at moments early, but I thought he settled in. And Aaron, where I was watching the game, one of my things was was kind of like, you know, like trying to remember goalkeepers from the past. I remembered a, a guy named Tim, somebody, big, tall guy, good goalkeeper for the U.S. And I remembered Casey, and I got to – I'm I'm because there's a there's a NASCAR driver named like Casey Kane or something like that, or there was. This guy was named like Casey Keller back in the day. And so I remember some of the goalkeepers from the past. I didn't have a great feel for who our guy was this year, mainly because these players are so young. I think there are only two or three players on the entire team that are over the age of thirty. Uh and then uh W E A H born in Brooklyn, New York, born in the streets of New York, uh, but the father of, or the son of the president of Liberia. I, I love reading up on these players. And that uh, uh, W-E-A-H, Tim Weah, he had the uh, he had the big goal for the Americans. Aaron, after watching that, uh, are you, do you feel like okay about things? Or are you bummed? I mean, you are kind of our, along with, uh, well, our man from Central National Bank, of course, Brian Fonville. But, Aaron, you, you watch a lot of soccer, and you, you have your English Premier League team. You like watching Arsenal and Manchester and Chelsea and all these teams. But do we? what do we think about this performance from the Americans today? In some ways, it's okay to get one point. But it really, you feel kind of gutted not to get the three points in this first round game of the World Cup. Absolutely, they. When you get that early gold, I was like, I was talking to a friend of mine who lives in England. We we always talk football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. And you know, they all they had to do was it was a terrible, terrible play by the defenseman, and I can't remember his name. They gave them the penalty kick. They did allowed them to tie it. But I mean, if you get this one, if you hold on to win this, your odds of making it through to the knockout round, just go up so much because you should probably beat Iran and should probably beat them easily. Wales should too. But then you've got the, obviously the tiebreaker over Wales and England has a good chance of probably going undefeated through their three matches. So you would have, been one of the two almost assuredly to uh, to make it to the knockout round if you could hold on today, assuming that you didn't get upset by Iran. But now you have to beat Iran, and it's going to come down more than likely when both Wales and the United States beat Iran, which they should, to goal differential, which you wouldn't have had to worry about that if you could hold on today. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. The big England game, Harry Kane, the whole crew is going to be uh, is going to be right there on Black Friday. And, um, you know, one of my local restaurants slash bars opened early today, opened about uh, three hours, actually four hours early. And you never know when you do something like Aaron. I just thought I would swing by. Not a guy who drops by bars before the show. I just thought, I'll see how things are going over there. Pretty good crew. Pretty good crew. Um, you know, it, I thought it was a funny story. Aaron, it might not be funny if we were over there. And if either one of us uh, 
Uh, there was a time in your life where you did like uh, beer. You do not do that anymore. Uh, but did you notice the big story in Qatar that like the day or two before the World Cup was going to start, Qatar reversed course on their decision and said no beer at the stadiums. So they got all these people that have spent all that money to go over there. And, again, they're there to watch the soccer, but they also like to have a drink and all that kind of stuff. Budweiser spent enormous money to be the uh, sponsors of this thing, the beer sponsor, uh, the alcohol sponsor of the World Cup. And they get over there in Qatar like two days before the event says, oh, by the way, yeah, we can't, sorry, no, we can't serve alcohol at the uh, – at stadium, all right, and then and then the uh, I looked today here, and I thought it'd be funny to see, like how FIFA was handling this, and some big time representative from FIFA said, "Well, I mean, these people will live; they can go three hours without a beer." Have they met the fans of England? Have they met the? Have they met some of these? Well, they call them hooligans. And uh, not all of them are like that, but but Aaron, these, I don't I don't think the people that made the trip all the way over to Qatar were thinking it would be like a Baylor game that any any alcohol they wanted to have they'd have to have that all taken care of before the game, and there would no be privileges to go out at halftime and find some and, and come back in. Uh, it is uh, that's Qatar though, okay. I mean, let's not act like uh, some of the things that go on over there, they're not the most reliable government, all right? Is that the easiest and nicest way to say it? Let's put it that way. But uh, very interesting day of soccer. Aaron, anybody else on that so- the team? There's somebody named either McKinney or McKenzie that has my attention for Team USA. I kind of like him. Um I'm always kind of monitoring, okay, who are they going to put in? Who's the latest, you know, who's going to be, who are they going to sub in? Who's going to help them out? I did hear uh, that one of their top young players, I think he's only 20 years old, is going to be available for Friday's game against England. And that is Gio, the man we call Gio. I think his actual name is Giovanni something, but he's known more as Gio. And I don't know why he wasn't available today. Maybe he's been banged up or whatever. But the word came from the coach of the Team USA, Stars and Stripes, that Gio will be available for Friday's game. Aaron, can you tell me anything about this young man? I cannot. <laughs> I really don't keep up with the men's national team that much. Um, All right. I watch, obviously, when they play, but... I mean, they just don't have any top-level players, really. All right, let me give you a little bit on him. He's uh, it's G, it's Gio Reyna, and he's with that uh, uh, Bundesliga club Dortmund, and uh, and he and he's been named. In fact, he was a final candidate for the 2022 Golden Boy Award. I think that's a big deal. Born now, he's age 20. And it looked like he was born in the UK, but he must have, he's got to have United States parents for him to be playing for us. Um, this is interesting. Just about 29 minutes ago, uh, Lexi Lalas, uh, famous American player, 
who's on the TV broadcast, was uh, showing some frustration. Everybody is asking, where was Gio Reyna? I'm looking at the young man now, Aaron. This is a guy we got to get to know a little bit. The, The U.S. men chose to sub... Brendan Aronson, um, DeAndre Yeldlin. Uh, anyway, it, it, the subs did not include this guy. And he is, uh, um, anyway, people are questioning this decision. All right, sound off, by the way. Um, sound off on our text line, our soccer fans. Where were you watching this today? Did you stay at home? Was there a bar? In the greater Waco area, Temple, Belton, Salado, on into Round Rock. Um, hello, Hillsborough. Golly, I, fe- I, I ran into Aaron the other day, one of the, the football coaches from Hillsborough, and he was out at our uh, tailgate hanging with our buddy Philip from, uh, oh, you know, from oh, our big-time caterers over there uh, at uh, – at our Baylor Alumni Tailgate, the Office of Baylor Alumni Tailgate. And, um, man, it was so cool to be running into all these people. But anyway, I, I just wondered where people were hanging out, getting ready, and watching this game today uh, as the Americans took on Wales, uh, a team that is right there in the U.K., um, but has long been the Welsh have a lot of pride and they play pretty good soccer. Should the Americans have won this game? The answer is yes. And the energy was not there as much in the second half as it was in the first half. At least, Aaron, that's what that's what some of the broadcasters were telling me. Now, Eric Kelly from Fox 44, Aaron, you'll be happy to know, I was watching him on Twitter and he was going crazy, like weighing in on the game. Um, on on the uh, on Team USA Wells, so I think he'll have some things to say on that front. Now, um, Baylor TCU, what do you say? I mean, it was a terrible ending to what was a great effort from the Bears. I mean, they were dominant in terms of some of the total yardage. In fact, they were down twenty one fourteen, came back, make it twenty eight twenty and can't get the job done. Now, why was that? I mean, they had been tremendous running the football. I thought, I mean, I know people are mad at Blake Shapin, and he, and he made a really poor throw. I mean, you can't do that at the end of the first half. They should have had points. I get it, okay? I'm not going to come on and pretend that he didn't do that. But all this all this ridiculousness of, um, oh, let's, uh, let's get um, – Who's this guy, Aaron, that we've been making such a big deal? Novasad. Oh, let's let him uh, let's let him compete for the job. Oh, sure. Bring him in. That's fine. I mean, I hope Novasad's great. But Shapin's gonna be fine. Did he make some poor decisions in this game? Yeah. Yeah. Did he did he have Ben Sims late? Sure. But I mean, it, to put it just on him is completely unfair. I mean, the, the defense had uh, Bears up 28-20. Who staked them to that lead? Well, I mean, I seem to recall Monterey Baldwin racing down the sideline for 74 yards and and putting the Bears in position to go get that 28-20 lead. You turn it over to the defense. Can you hold it? Can you hold this game for us? They didn't do it. I mean, it happens. But 
TCU seems to be a team of destiny. Now, what happened on the final uh, field goal? What happened on the pos- Baylor's last possession? As the day unfolds, I promise you, I will address all of that. And as you might hope, you know, I've talked to a lot of the people close to the situation. And so I'll kind of be able to bring you some inside knowledge on this, okay? This is not a show that just lines up seven guests and and just interviews a bunch of people like other people do, okay? We have our own opinions, and there's a reason the show's named after somebody. All right, uh, next, though, we will bring on a guest, and it's a guy I've been kind of excited about. Eric Kelly um, comes to us from Fox 44, our local Fox affiliate, and, of course, the game was on Fox Big Noon kickoff. Eric joins us next. It's round three of the Texas Schoolboy football playoffs, and the Mark Panthers take on Sims Bowie this Friday afternoon. Our coverage of Mark Panthers football begins at 1.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the action at 2 o'clock on our sister station, Kicker, 1590 AM and 99.3 FM. Again, 1.30 for the pregame, 2 o'clock for the kick on our sister station, 1590 AM and 99.3 FM, Kicker Country. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options as well as physical therapy and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialist today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Black Friday deals are here at Republic Gun Club. If you're hunting for the perfect gift for your outdoor enthusiasts this Christmas, we have firearms, accessories, and memberships all on sale. Stop by and spread some joy this holiday season. Remember, Republic Gun Club is your home in the range. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayatfuels.net. That's mayatfuels.net. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. 
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys defense limits the Vikings to 183 total yards and move to 7-3 with a win 40-30. A short week this week for the Cowboys as they get ready for the Giants at home on Thanksgiving Day. Monday night football tonight, San Francisco at Arizona from Mexico. Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. Short week for the Bears. They try to bounce back off the loss to TCU in Austin Friday morning versus the Longhorns. UMHB moves to round two of the NCAA Division III playoffs with a 54-0 win over Huntington. The crew is on the road to face Trinity Saturday at noon. Dallas Mavericks lost to Denver last night, 98-97. Baylor basketball beat UCLA 80-75 and will be back in the Farrell Center Wednesday afternoon hosting McNeese State. Tip is at 3 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, Thanksgiving week is here. Other folks have just gone on vacation, all right? We don't do that. Sports, we keep going. I mean, Eric Kelly at Fox 44, they still have to put out a product. Okay, even Thanksgiving evening, they'll probably put something on the air. Uh, occasionally, maybe they can pre-produce these things, but uh, but Eric is on the scene. Eric, uh, good to... Uh, Good to visit with you, and I, I tell you, I got. A th- I, I thought the other day when your your face popped up on the game, I was in the press box, and there on the game's on Fox, big noon kickoff, and 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 you and your staff's little bubble pops up on the screen, and I said to myself, I got to get Eric on. We got to get Eric on the show, and and here you are, buddy. Um, I uh, I uh, I'm glad to have you. Good to be on, Matt. You know, I'm glad to hear that some people go the other way instead of seeing my face and then immediately changing the channel or trying to <laughs> increase their screen size. No, no, I saw it. I thought, got to get a hold of Eric and, and uh, track him down. And uh, good to have you on. You guys do a great job on uh, high school football and at Baylor and everything. I did like that, um, you know, because I was kind of monitoring – this soccer situation today, and I'm not going to pretend that I watch uh, EPL or am some big soccer guy. I did play, but where I came from, Kaufman, Texas, you know, if you played past sixth grade, they were like, what's going on with this kid? What's he, what's, has something gone wrong in his life? You know, we kind of stopped earlier than some places, but I love the game. I mean, I do kind of the beauty of it and all, there's, there are parts of it that I really like. Is, is this, Eric, a, uh, is this a rough, uh, I mean, 1-1, can you draw any sort of like positivity from that, or is this a pretty poor result for Team USA today? I think if you would have asked me when did the game kick off 1 o'clock, if you would have asked me at 12.50, I would have said, that's a great result because the USA is still able to qualify in this group, and it's not a knockout blow because you, you hear about the stat 
over 80% of teams that win their first game, they, they end up moving on past the group stage and less than 20% that lose their first game don't move on. So the fact that you draw pregame would have been great. Now the way that it happened and the fact that it happens in the final 10 minutes on just a miserable decision by Walker Zimmerman and maybe it's not as great right now, but I think you have to look at the larger perspective. And if you want to be positive, mm-hmm. listen, the USA is not this world power in soccer. This isn't LeBron James and the Redeem team where it's gold or bust. It's, I think a lot of people would be happy getting out of this group, especially with England kind of being the top dog and then the rest of them all trying to fight for second place. So you get a decent result against Wales, the other team that you figure they'll be fighting with for second place. And then you turn your your attention towards England, hope to get a result. Will we? Uh, not sure about that. And then obviously you think, okay, if you beat Iran in the final day, you put yourself in a pretty good position. All right. Now, how did you consume this? Were you, I mean, because you had uh, Aranda speaking today later than usual because they got a Friday game. You got a lot going on, but obviously you love your soccer and you were passionate about this. Were you watching on your phone? Did you race over to some establishment there in Waco? I've been very curious of like what bar would be open in time uh, to, to show something like this because you know there are a couple of bars around that are showing the game. How did you, how did you watch the game today? On my couch, as of yet, no complaints to my uh, building manager yet from my neighbors, although we're not totally out of the woods <laughs> until maybe tomorrow on that one. And then, yeah, there's a little more sweat than most people would get on a, on a you know, what is it, Monday in November when it's less than yeah. 20 degrees outside as I sprinted over to Aranda's press conference to make sure we were there on time. Yeah, good, good. You got over there. You get over to see Dave Aranda, Eric Kelly from Fox 44 uh, joining us. And uh, I, I love your commentary here. I thought very even-handed and subtle. Let me, let me read this one. This is about from an hour ago. Walker, what are you doing in all caps? I think this is tremendous commentary. Uh, so that's the play you're talking about where the foul was taken, and obviously it happened in a really bad spot. Now, how, how should he have handled that? Is, that? is that one of those deals where you got to know where you are on the field, you got to know what position you are, and you can't sort of – you can't put the referee in a place where they make that call. Is that right? Yeah. Gareth Bale's got his back towards the goal. I, I would equate it if you're trying to think about it in another sport. If you're – a basketball player in the post, what are you yeah. going to do? Just go straight up, stand there, go straight up, make him make a great play where he's got to turn around and find a way to fire on goal. I don't know many people who can do that. So it's either that or his way, which is shoving someone in the back and praying that the ref, the ref goes your way. So, you know, not the result, but Hey, still two more games. All right. Uh, walk me through Dave Aranda today. What was the, uh, what was the mood like, and, and what do you uh, – it seemed like he suggested that some of his players, boy, when they came in the next day, still had some emotion on their face, still dealing with that. Um, you know, what was, the, what was kind of the message from him? And, and what do you think he was most upset about, about, uh, about how that thing played out? Because, of course, everybody wants to look ahead. Oh, Texas, of course, we only get really one crack at Dave – but I think everybody today, at least I was, was wanting to hear his take 
since he had watched the film on the TCU game. What do you think was the biggest uh, thing that he was was upset about or still disappointed about in, in how that whole thing went down? Yeah, he, he made a comment, which uh, he gave a lot. Of, he did, I will say, up front, he did give a lot of credit to TCU in yeah. the way that the Horn Frogs were able to scheme Baylor, especially on those final two drives. Because you think about it, Matt, I think a lot of people, at least from what I saw, were like, why isn't Baylor more aggressive? I think Baylor, that is Baylor being aggressive. You think about what the other two times that the Bears were in this position this season, Kansas, Oklahoma. What did they do? They ran 27 plays on three drives in those two games where they had a one-possession lead in the fourth quarter. 27 plays, attempted three passes, gained over 200 yards, scored twice, killed the clock the other one. So that's just what they do. I think really what he was most disappointed about was the fact that they couldn't just get a hat to a hat like they were early on in the game. He talked about the running backs were really running hard and trying to run through tackles like they did earlier, but it sounded like a lot of what his concern was, the fact that they just couldn't move guys. That's a lot of what Baylor does. You know Baylor's going to run it right down your throat, but what the Bears have been good, especially the past what year or two, has been saying, we're going to run it right here. You can put five guys in that hole, and we're still going to run it down your throat. I think that's really what he was most disappointed about even today. Yeah, it was a rough, uh, boy, especially for us Baylor alums, that was a rough one to stomach, to have that opportunity. Now, with Fox Big Noon kickoff in town, and Eric, I was hoping, I, I, I did get backstage pass. I was back there with Herb, uh, with Urban Meyer and, and, the, and the fellas when, when uh, I, I don't know if you saw that part of the broadcast when they had a TCU student or whoever that guy, he was dressed in a TCU jersey. And they had a GoPro camera on the Baylor kid, and then the guy just lit him up. I think they were demonstrating some kind of play, and so it, it was kind of fun. And then they, and then of course they will those guys in. What from a Fox standpoint, uh, do you guys, Eric, kind of get special access to the show or any of the guys when they come into town? What's that? What's that whole situation like with Fox? I think we could. Uh, I think, you know, week to week, you know how it is, Matt. You're so busy that you're trying to get through the next day. I would have loved to see if Brady Quinn's chin is at, as sharp as, at the point as it looks like on TV. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think with so much going on, this is our peak season right now, Matt. I got high school yeah. football. We got college football. It's yeah. like you think if you spend 30 minutes anywhere, you're going you're gonna to miss everything. So I think we do uh, – I think my mom would have loved to get a picture of Brady Quinn, uh, but she might have to wait on that one. <laughs> Is this, um, yeah, the Brady Quinn thing? Yeah, the whole the whole gang. It's, uh, it, but I, I, I bet your mom. See, you need to send her a recording of when they popped all y'all's faces up on the broadcast. Because uh, I like that. I like kind of seeing y'all like uh, the the local Fox forty four man. It just y'all were right up there, and it was three three of your. Uh, I, I knew you. I didn't know the other folks quite as well that came up on the, the TV there. But that was uh, that was good. Now, speaking of high school, um, this is a fun time of year. I mean, and, and you went to Mizzou. Um, you've been kind of around the country and all. Were you prepared, Eric, when you got to Texas for – I mean, you've been in some places, obviously, that care about high school football and everything. But the level and, and the – 
and the passion for it. Was there a bit of an adjustment period for you to to go, oh, my gosh, this is like everything to these people? Yeah, a little bit. But, Matt, I appreciate you allowing me to flex a little bit unknowingly here because I did come from a high school, Kirtland, Ohio. Shout out to Hornets. uh, The equivalent of a 2A powerhouse here. They've won six state championships in the past 10 years. So I know a little bit about pretty good football out there, but yeah, to, to a point, it's, it's fun to see the way that the towns are all centered in the football stadium on any given Friday. I think, you know, I, I got a little bit of a taste of it, uh, it when I was in Lubbock for four years and now here in Waco, it certainly has been disappointing. The, the talent here is just really, really impressive with us. I just remember seeing Rashawn Sanford throw a guy halfway back to Belton the other day at Waco ISD stadium on a run. Uh, so yeah, it's been really impressive with some of these uh, teams in these towns, how they, how they really gather around the football team. Kirtland, I believe spelled K-I-R-T-L-A-N-D. Is that is that somewhat close? Yep, right next to the homes of Kareem Hunt and Mitchell Trubisky. So, yeah, not not too bad ourselves up there in Cleveland, Ohio, every once in a while. Yeah, I, a lot of coaches come out of Ohio. In fact, the, the Stoops family, I think, came out of Ohio. So we're, uh, we are familiar with that part of the country, although we think we invented high school football down here, as you've uh, been able to determine. Okay, a couple of these uh, schools that you've been watching. Harker Heights uh, and then also Crawford. We, in fact, we've been broadcasting the uh, Crawford games. Brian Fonville, uh, Tom Nesbitt do a great job on those games. Uh, this is a team that uh, we were kind of looking at this game because – I thought they would roll over Coleman, and then somebody said, well, hey, Coleman's pretty good. They're like 10th in the state. Start with Crawford. What, are you, uh, what, have, what have you been able to determine about them? And, and, and boy, that, with Breck and all those guys out there, what a, that's a really good program, isn't it? Yeah, what I've determined is they're pretty good. And they look like one of those Crawford Pirates teams that's ready to make a run all the way to Jerwell because you mentioned it. Pirates have already beaten Coleman so far this postseason, your average top 10 matchup in the second round. And they also beat Centerville, who's still alive, was top 10 at that point in time as well. So they have two impressive top 10 wins this season. And you mentioned a lot of that talent. A big guy who they got back against Coleman last weekend, Luke Torbert, the very talented Mm. quarterback and safety after he got injured uh, against Moody four weeks ago. And it really felt like they were just – They kind of had that game circled as the one where they were really trying to set him up to be able to play against. And I think no disrespect to the guys who filled in, they did admirably and Crawford was able to have success during that time. But I think really getting Luke Torbert back adds that veteran experience under center, which, you know, even if you run the ball like Crawford does, just having that guy who knows the offense and can really manipulate it in a way that'll help the team have success is going to be huge. And it'll be interesting as they get ready to face a resale team who they beat in district play without Luke Tolbert. Now he's back and in the postseason. It's a much improved Indians team. So it'll be very interesting to see who comes out in that one. Golly, Riesel. Yeah, they were like fourth in their district, weren't they? And then they knocked out the number one team uh, from another district in that bi-district matchup. And so that's uh, that'll be uh, interesting to watch. What about Harker Heights? What do we? Uh, what what, do you, what have you kind of seen? Uh, I mean, it's just been a been a school. Golly, now they've got some history behind them over twenty five years or somewhere in that neighborhood. What have we? Uh, what have you determined about that program? 
Well, Harker Heights, I don't know if anyone's more thankful to have won a district than Harker Heights. The Nags certainly have plenty of talent, but you think about it, Matt, that district that they're matched up is the one with the likes of Duncanville, Waxahachie, all those schools up yeah. north, the ones that you don't really want to match up against in the first round. So getting that number one seed, we've saw, seen Temple have success in the postseason with it as well, and now Harker Heights is kind of taking it and running with it. I mean, we talk about the skill that they have on the offensive side. We talked with Sean Sanford. He's going to Houston. He could be as high as a four-star by the end of the postseason. I think a lot of recruiting people have been impressed with what he's doing. And then Dylan Plake under center. But really the star of the show so far has been that defense for the Knights. Took a Mansfield team that's pretty good offensively and held them to just two points. And so that wasn't really even their fault off of a safety. So it's been really good defense for Harker Heights so far this season. The offense you hold a team under 10 points at Harker Heights offense is going to do enough every single time. Man, I like it. I like the uh, I like the coverage over there on Fox 44, and uh, you get ready for for these matchups coming up. But uh, Eric, it's going to be fun. And also, by the way, the Bears. Uh, that was nice to see uh, Baylor basketball get a win. I didn't think, by the way, the Baylor women. I didn't think that was a terrible result. I mean, that, that thing looked like it could have gotten away from them. They fought back and really had a chance down the stretch. Maryland team and the, uh, boy, the Terps, the Terrapins, that Diamond, I think her name's Diamond Miller. My goodness. I mean, we're talking, I mean, she's, what is she, 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and out there going between her legs at the top of the arc. I mean, I was I was very, very impressed with her and Coach Brenda Freeze, but I thought the I thought uh, the the Baylor women kind of hung in there a little bit. Um, the the Baylor women and men, uh, I, I honestly overall a decent weekend for all of them. Yeah, we'll start with the men here. I think. I don't know. I don't know if you're ever going to beat the Virginia basketball team when the Hoos are shooting over 60% from beyond Mm. the arc. And you can make a case, Matt. This is a game that Baylor dominated for 30 minutes. It's just one 10-minute stretch at a halftime where Virginia shot as well, maybe from the field, as it shot at any point in time under Tony Bennett. So take that one away. And you really liked how they responded against a really good veteran UCLA team. It looked like there were many times in that game where Baylor looked like it really got under uh, UCLA's skin a little bit, which is tough when you have those veteran guards like uh, the Bruins have. And then you mentioned it on the other side, losing to Maryland, maybe not the result. Nikki Collin wanted, but you think about the fact that the Bears are still kind of adjusting without Asia Blackwell. We don't know how long she's going to be out. It doesn't look like she's going to be back anytime soon. So I think the big question was who's going to replace her scoring wise. You could tell they missed her against SMU. The minute she went out, the Bears really struggled on offense. So I personally, that was the most impressive thing is the fact that you mentioned how they were able to respond and come back and, and kind of dig into a deficit without someone who, Went into that SMU game averaging 20 a game. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay. And uh, it'll be kind of fun. to. They'll have to do some things. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to get Dre Edwards back at some point? I, You know, if I could help out with some of these eligibility issues, I would. Love to get to the bottom of that thing. But uh, if they get her in the lineup, it could make a big impact. Great to have Caitlin Bickle back. Eric, fun having you on. Always enjoy seeing you out and about at all these events and uh, was was uh, excited to have you on today. And now that I know you are so into soccer, 
I mean, we may have to lean on you during this World Cup. So uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep your number handy if it's okay with you. Yeah. Hey, any excuse to sit on the couch and watch soccer for seven hours? If you can write me like a little doctor's note so I can give that off to my parents, that'd be great. <laughs> I could I could certainly do that. Although I went to law school. I uh, did not go to medical school, but I'm always there uh, willing to help you on that front. There he goes, Eric Kelly from Fox 44, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESP in Central Texas. It is now time for Campus Confidential. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears close the regular season with a day after Thanksgiving trip to Austin to take on the Longhorns. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Baylor, Texas. Big 12 football from Austin this Friday. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Bear football, ESPN Central Texas. Richard Carr has the trucks you want on the lot today. GMC and Buick offer the best SUV lineup to meet every demand. We have dozens on the lot ready to drive. Well-qualified buyers get 3.9% for 72 months on all GMC and Buick SUVs in stock. New Sierra trucks are ready to drive at Richard Carr. Qualified buyers get 3.9% financing plus a $2,500 loyalty rebate for current GMC or Buick owners. Get here now or log on now and drive your new GMC or Buick today. See dealer for details. Richard Carr, they have the truck for you. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. fall. Pumpkin spice is everywhere and football is back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is hiring team members for all shifts, weekday, weekend, and overnight shifts available. Starting wages up to $20 an hour. Benefits after 30 days. Competitive and on-demand pay. 401k matches. Bonus potential. Tuition reimbursement. Tractor Supply Store discounts and much more. Tractor Supply Distribution Center in Waco is located at 2801 Corporation Parkway. Apply online at tractorsupply.jobs. That's tractorsupply.jobs. Or you can even text Tractor DC to 25000. Run, don't walk to the Baylor Line Foundation's annual membership drive. 
Sign up or renew your membership today at BaylorLineFoundation.com for a chance to win a basket of Baylor Line gear and more surprise giveaways. Members get exclusive discounts and opportunities with Baylor Line partner organizations. Plus, you'll get a new issue of the Baylor Line magazine delivered right to your mailbox. Support the voice of Baylor alumni since 1859 and the organization doing the most in the Baylor family. Become a Baylor Line Foundation member today at BaylorLineFoundation.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Cowboys defense limits the Vikings to 183 total yards and move to 7-3 with a win 40-30. A short week this week for the Cowboys as they get ready for the Giants at home on Thanksgiving Day. Monday Night Football tonight, San Francisco at Arizona from Mexico. Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. Short week for the Bears. They try to bounce back off the loss to TCU in Austin Friday morning versus the Longhorns. UMHB moves to round two of the NCAA Division III playoffs with a 54-0 win over Huntington. The crew is on the road to face Trinity Saturday at noon. Dallas Mavericks lost to Denver last night, 98-97. Baylor basketball beat UCLA 80-75 and will be back in the Farrell Center Wednesday afternoon hosting McNeese State. Tip is at 3 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and it's time for Campus Confidential. We look around at some of the uh, stories around college athletics. Aaron, real quick, I just saw the news. I had been told by the person this news is about, but uh, obviously wanted to let him make the announcement. But it has become official as of about 25 minutes ago that a guy we had on the station just the other day is uh, stepping down uh, after 34 seasons. It's amazing. Uh, Broadcasting TCU Horned Frog games after the season. And, of course, they, they may very well make the college football playoff. But John Denton, former TCU kicker and great friend of mine, is uh, going to be uh, is going to be uh, retiring both from TCU and the TCU broadcast and uh, and who knows what John will do he's a very talented guy but uh, hopefully he'll just have fun and and go travel and do some things he's been doing it a long time but he was a great player for Jim Wacker back in the 80s and uh, he just announced his retirement officially today and I wanted to uh, say a word about him and uh, and just a great uh, friend that he is to all of us. All right, Aaron, what do you have in uh, what do you have on the docket today? We'll start with college football on the AP Top 25 poll. Georgia still number one, almost unanimous, 62 of 63 first place votes. Ohio State at number two got one first place vote. The top four remain the same: Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU. USC, after their big rivalry win over UCLA, jumps into the top five, and that is the uh, 
first appearance by USC in the top five since September of 2017. Other Big 12 schools in the top 25. Kansas State at 15, and you'll never guess who snuck back into the top 25 (laughs) after a win. The only four-loss team in the top 25. Oh, man, it's got to be the folks from Austin, Texas. (laughs) Texas Longhorns back in the poll at 7-4 and and at number 24. Well, we shall see because uh, the Bears and the Longhorns will get it on. Of course, if Baylor beats them, Aaron, there's still no chance they'll put Baylor in the top 25, which is fine. (laughs) I'm not even saying Baylor's earned that, but uh, it's just funny if if, – if Texas beats Baylor, a team with how many losses now, Aaron? Five losses. Uh, somehow Texas will probably move up about ten spots. <laughs> but what you know? Again, it's great opportunity for the Bears. Eleven o'clock on Friday. Everybody, the day after. Uh, for a while, Aaron, it's kind of interesting how this has worked out because I thought. The Friday after Thanksgiving had kind of become a Baylor Texas Tech thing. At one point, wasn't that kind of a deal? I think I kind of think that it was happening, or maybe I don't know if it's the Friday after or the Saturday after, but it was right after Thanksgiving. Baylor and Tech would play, and so I kind of thought, well, that that'll become a thing, and they've changed it. I mean, the tough thing over the years is this was always the weekend. Um, you know, that Texas and Texas A&M used to play, and they've never come up with a great idea for what to do with Texas. They've tried them against different teams and all of that. And, of course, someday, as they get ready to go in the SEC, we'll put them right back together. Even though they can't stand each other, um, they'll end up right back together because that's where this thing was already always headed. And even as the Aggies have had this embarrassing year, what did the Longhorns want? Huh. Oh, no, the Aggies have the SEC. I mean, we got to get some of that. And they had to go join them, and that is where this thing will go in the future. And Texas A&M and Texas eventually will go back to playing each other either on Thanksgiving night or the Friday after Thanksgiving. But uh, we'll see what happens. Aaron, any um, – so remind me, did UCF – I'm trying to think of of the uh, the new schools. We were kind of UCF and, and Cincinnati have been hanging around the top twenty five. Where did those schools end up? Because I feel like one of those schools may have lost this past weekend. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, UCF lost to Navy. They remained that's in the it top twenty five yeah. at twenty five. Uh, Cincinnati is number twenty one. Okay, twenty one twenty five, and then uh, here in the other night, I think Friday night. Doesn't it feel like so long ago? Uh, I think Friday night, SMU just got driven. I mean, they, I, Tulane's had a pretty good year, but Tulane, I mean, took them to the house. That, that, that was an embarrassment, and uh, so that did, uh, that did happen. Uh, and uh, Aaron, while I'm thinking about that Friday night, I do need to at least give a shout-out to China Spring because – what they did to my Kaufman Lions, and I kind of had to turn it off. I was watching. We were hanging in there. It was 13-7. They went up 27, and then before you knew it, it was like 34-7 in a hurry. That is a juggernaut. 
what China Spring has put together. And, I mean, it doesn't matter. The Bell Brothers, whoever whoever shows up there, uh, it's just a system. And they just keep it rolling. So I know I was talking and thinking my Lions were going to put up a fight. I love my Kaufman Lions, love the team, love my high school. But let's bow down and recognize that China Spring is an amazing football program. So congrats to all my friends out there. And, of course, I have my China Spring uh, baseball stuff because they uh, they had such an incredible run, and their baseball coach became a buddy of mine. And, and uh, in fact, I'm looking right now at my China Spring baseball cap. All right, Aaron, what else do you have, sir? The men's basketball top 25 poll out today, the big mover, no surprise, Virginia after wins over Baylor and Illinois. Virginia jumps 11 spots into the top 25, into the top five, excuse me, and receives one first place vote. North Carolina is still number one with 47 first place votes, followed by Houston with nine, Kansas at number three with one first place vote, Texas at number four with five first place votes, and Virginia in the top five now. Gonzaga is six, Baylor drops a couple of spots to seven after their loss to Virginia and win over UCLA for UCLA drops to 19 other big 12 schools in the top 25 besides kansas at three and baylor at seven texas tech is 21 and that's it what where did ku where did you where did you say they ended up kansas is number three okay so they were five tied with baylor they move up to three bears i mean it's kind of sad to I, UVA beats Baylor and gets this enormous jump, and the Bears then turn around and beat the number eight Bruins. I mean, and you know, I mean, it was a close game, but a great win for the Bears, and the Bears dropped two spots. I thought, well, that's funny for for number five to beat number eight and then still drop two spots, and then Virginia, by virtue of beating Baylor goes rolling up the board as you said they're top five team now but that's okay you know i aaron i gotta say you know like you say hey mosley do you feel good for anybody at tcu well no no i mean i got great friends at tcu and and you know i i feel good when they have success but it's not like these people that say well i I mean it was better for the conference if tcu won i can't relate to that i mean i don't care i don't care if it's better for the conference I mean, I wanted, I, wanted, I wanted Baylor to win. I mean, it's not about TCU losing or whatever. It's about Baylor winning. These Baylor people who, like, will, will say things like that, well, I was kind of okay seeing TCU win. I'm sorry. You should not be allowed to watch any more games. Like, if your takeaway is, I think it was better for the conference, I'm okay with TCU winning, then you really should stop attending Baylor events. I really don't. I don't want you to be at the events. Now, that doesn't mean we can't be happy for some of our TCU friends that we've liked for a long time, all that kind of stuff. I get all that. But this thought, well, well, you know, it was better for the conference. Nobody cares. No, nobody thinks like that. Like, nobody that is a true fan thinks like that. Like, oh, better for the conference if, if our team lost. That's, that's, that's like utter... Like, that, that's, that's a level of ridiculousness that I can't relate to, okay? So I shouldn't really even be speaking to it. But um, I did think, and Aaron, I, you're probably about to say, bring this up, but I'll just I'll go ahead and throw this out there. I, I kind of was okay 
with the way the Baylor women played uh, Sunday against Maryland. I mean, I, I know Nikki's not going to be pleased, and and uh, we'll have the Baylor, our normal Nikki Collins show on uh, tomorrow. I don't, I know she's not going to be that thrilled with the result, but to fight back after a miserable. I mean, this team right now can't shoot the three. Now, they, they finally, in the second half, hit a few to make it look a little better. But I tuned in, and, and at the moment I tuned into that game, of course, I'm having to pay attention to NFL and all that stuff too. They were one for 12 from three-point strike. And it didn't get that much better. I mean, I, you know, at one point I looked up, and they were at least six for 24, and they'd kind of gotten it going a little bit. Way to go, Sarah Andrews. You know, Sarah, Aaron, in that game just said, you know what, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to get this going. And she got rolling, and she had a big game. Uh, and then the other the other player that uh, uh, Darianna Littlepage bugs, man, she's going to be good, freshman for the Bears. Now, she's not ready to go toe-to-toe with Diamond Miller. I mean, my gosh, that was some kind of – freaking All-American that Maryland threw out there, had like 31 points or 33 points. But, I mean, she had, I think Little Page Bugs had 16 or 17 points and like 13 rebounds. She's good. She's going to be fine. So, uh, I I mean, you don't want to lose at home, but pretty decent crowd for the Thanksgiving holidays and the students being out of town and a pretty good response by the Baylor women. Aaron, that's at least my takeaway on it. Yeah, I absolutely, especially, you know, considering who they didn't have for that game. And uh, obviously, speaking of the Baylor women, the uh, women's top 25 poll is out. Also today, South Carolina, the unanimous number one, followed by Stanford, UConn, Ohio State, and Iowa State at five. Texas is 19. Baylor drops Four spots to number or three spots to number twenty one, and Kansas State is number twenty five. Hmm, interesting. Kansas State, you know, lost one of the top players in the country, so I'm kind of interested to see how K State looks. Aaron, Big Twelve wise, you had Iowa State at number five, Texas. Did you say number nineteen? Yes. The the Bears fall to number 21. You had K-State at 25. You're, are, is Oklahoma not anywhere, or did you say Oklahoma? No, I did not. Let me double check, but I didn't. I, li- I like that team, man. I, I'm not so sure Oklahoma is not a top 25 team. That's I don't like the Oklahoma men. I mean, they've really embarrassed the conference. I mean, Porter Mosier, the cockiest coach in the entire Big 12. And not just because he wears, like, the tightest golf shirt known to man. He's just a guy who's very cocky. Yeah, Oklahoma and, and, unranked. Okay. I like I like, oh, I like that coach. She's good. She is a good young coach. I really like her. Um, but uh, OU men's basketball, yikes. Not good. In fact, Jerome Tang is already threatening to overtake the Sooners and. Jerome's only been in the conference for about 10 minutes as far as as a head coach. All right, um, Aaron, let's continue. And I'm kind of anxious to hear. There's so much stuff I need to ask and hear about. And, of course, uh, our own Tom Barfield had an exclusive sit-down 
with Dave Aranda, and we'll hear a little bit more about that tomorrow because that'll be on uh, tomorrow morning's show for uh, for Tom on that game time program. Ryan will be with him and, and Ward and the whole gang. But I'm anxious to hear what Dave Aranda had to say about that uh, gut-wrenching loss to the Frogs. That is next. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Boy, was it a fun ride home on the team charter last night after the Cowboys went on the road and crushed the Vikings 40-3. to Details after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Zeke Elliott scored twice. Tony Pollard scored twice. Brett Maher kicked four field goals, including a 60-yarder. And the Dallas defense absolutely suffocated the Vikings offense, sacking Kirk Cousins seven times. It all adds up to yesterday's Cowboys dominating win in Minnesota, 40-3. Post-game, Zeke talked about having him and Pollard as a one-two punch in the backfield. Uh, you know, when his offense is rolling, when we're rolling, uh, you know, I think, I think it's just tough. It's tough for those defenses to, to, to stop us. You know, two fresh backs at all times. Um, you know, it definitely puts a lot of stress on those defenses. The Cowboys' record improves to 7-3. and three. It's a short week, though. Thursday, they host the Giants, who are also 7-3 and three after losing to the Lions. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team. ESPN Central Texas. Everyone at Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, loves giving back to the Central Texas community. Once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps' Toys for Tots campaign, and they're asking for you to participate. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 9th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy for Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac and drop it in the bed of the 2023 GMC Sierra Crew Cab pickup truck on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute those toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 worth of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at the Imperial Drive exit in Waco. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254 709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, VersaLive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Happy holidays to you. This will be a lot of festivities this week, and we'll take you, uh, we'll do shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, of course, we'll be off Thanksgiving. You'll hear the Cowboys game. I'll be at the Cowboys game, and then uh, you will have the Baylor game featured on Friday afternoon. In fact, I think Ryan and um, and Tom, of course, uh, Ward has UMHB uh, duties. He'll be traveling for that, but I believe uh, Ward and Ryan We'll have a show Friday morning to kind of get you set up for the uh, the Baylor Texas game, and then uh, and then you know they'll have the whole post game and everything. So you will not hear from us Thursday and Friday, but in these days leading up to all of that, you will hear a lot from us. Now today, Aaron was uh, well. Dave Aranda spent some time with the media, and that usually happens at eleven thirty on a Monday. Because the Bears are playing a day early 
They've changed up their schedule. So today the press conference was at 3.15. And, of course, John Morris was on the scene for that. We carried some of that live for you. But um, uh, because of Aaron, we were able to uh, uh, collect some of that. And what I want to do is listen to a little bit of Dave Aranda. And what we're focusing on is not – I mean, we'll have time – uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. By the way, tomorrow, Aaron, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. I mean, it's going to be exciting. We've got J.J. Joe lined up for 520 tomorrow afternoon, the former Baylor great, and then the university coach, Waco University, as they're known kind of outside of our area, but university um, in Kent Laster, who came from, man, he had a school in Little Rock, very, very famous school, had a great program there. And then Kent Laster has made history by getting university back to the playoffs for the first time since 2009. And he also uh, played football in the Metroplex, then went down and played at the school that would become Texas State University. And uh, it'll be great to have Coach Laster on. In fact, we'll do that tomorrow at 420. So a really cool show planned for you tomorrow. But first, I wanted to hear, and and what Aaron did is kind of edit this down because what I'm really mostly want to hear about for now is what happened in that TCU game. And there's a lot of examination. These take place. And Coach now, uh, Coach Randa had time to look at the film. Uh, and and be able to answer some questions about what went down. Let's listen to a little bit of Coach Aranda, and then along the way we'll uh, we'll stop and react to some of this. Uh, here is Dave Aranda with his uh, with his Monday news conference. Spirited practice today. You know, I th- so um, impressed with just the team's effort. This past Saturday, I think the energy and the care factor and um, the speeds that we're playing with were all what we would like and what we're striving for and and all of it. Uh, The execution is still something that we're really working hard to improve upon. Uh, So much credit goes to TCU and just their ability to take a punch and kind of keep swinging. I think, um, you know, just having gone through that, just such an impressive team and hats off to them. Uh, excited for the opportunity uh, here on Friday with Texas, just their their skill level and then their fight. I think, you know, you watch them on defense, they run to the ball, they play with effort. Offensively, there's, there's such a, a quick strike, explosive uh, outfit. And, um, you know, plenty of coaches on that side uh, or on that team, rather, that have uh, relationships with and respect for and all of it. And so, you know, it's it should it should be a, a really good one. We're working to build upon the practice we had today uh, so that we could be at our best for that. Uh, take any questions you guys got. Dave, uh, since you've been here probably much longer, uh, Baylor's never had a loss quite that dramatic, that mm-hmm. fashion. Is it going to be hard to put that behind, or do you think they can, can move on? I appreciate that. You know, um, we we spent um, quite a bit of time, you know, yesterday. So we come back yesterday, and that was really kind of a Sunday slash Monday for us. And, um, you know, it was very much on their faces. There is 
a couple of guys still emotional in it, in the meeting from uh, the game, you know, and, um, you know, we talked about the, you know, the, there's a, um, there's a, there's a Scottish warrior. He says something like, I'm going to lay down here and bleed a while and then I'll rise and fight again. And I think that's totally it, you know, and I think the, the ability to really uh, collectively kind of rise and fight is what it's all about. And so that's all we're talking about. The energy today was really good. And I think we continue to build on that. And uh, I think the more film we show them, uh, Texas kind of speaks for itself and just the the uh, opportunity that's presented uh, there Friday morning and just the whole of it, I think, um, you know, we'll, uh, I know I'm really looking forward to it. I feel the team will be too. All right. How quickly can you move on from a huge gut punch? I like that John Warner kind of focused on the fact that, hey, during your time, this might have been one of the toughest losses, one of the most emotional losses. And Aaron, I mean, you got the Scottish warrior. Now, first of all, I got to now, have you done that? Aaron, have you seen like where that comes from? The Scottish warrior that lies down and, it bleeds a little bit before getting up to battle. I mean, I kind of like it. I kind of like the attitude, kind of like the uh, – uh, I've got to find out where in literature that comes from. Uh, first of all, I feel in, in, in a huge kinship with uh, Scottish folks and uh, have visited the Isle of Skye, have been to uh, the uh, birthplace of golf, uh, golf at St. Andrews and uh, – I have some Scottish heritage, so I kind of like that. Kind of let you know, lay down and uh, bleed, and then get up and fight again. And so um, I like it. I like it. In fact, I'm going to take a peek and see where the source is for that kind of thing. But I, I, um, Aaron, I got you know from listening to Dave Aranda. Um, I, I think part of what a coach does, and I've seen this at a different level this year. There's a high school coach that I've become great friends with, and I kind of watched him throughout the season. And and what happens with coaches is, man, they they're normal humans as well. They they feel these losses, the enormity of it, the the gut punch that it is, and yet they almost immediately have to find words to say in how to kind of keep the team up and and keep their coaching staff up and lead. And that is not an easy thing. Now, the pictures I've seen after the game showed Coach Aranda down on a knee with all his team gathered around him, and he was praying. And I think it's a powerful picture. Um, Now, again, that didn't prevent a lot of the fan base from being very upset and casting blame in a lot of different areas. And as I've said before, I've seen players, I see fans, you know, getting out there, oh, stop being negative, don't be negative. And it's like, that's healthy. I mean, think what it is in the SEC after one of these losses. You think they're nice to the quarterbacks? You think they're nice to the head coaches? It's part of it's part of that profession. Um, it's not great for a 19, 20-year-old kid to have to deal with. I get it. In fact, I had my own thing I kind of thought about. Somebody got on to me. Aaron, I made a real kind of what I thought was a very fair comment. 
along the lines of, you know, shaping can't keep making those uh, decisions, poor decisions in the uh, in the red zone. And he made one at the end of the half. And, and I also, throughout the day, ended up making a lot of comments defending Blake Shapin and what I think is his future with the Bears. But I tagged him on social media. I, and, and, you know, looking back, somebody called me out for it, said, well, that's uh, I wish Matt hadn't said something negative and tagged the player. You know what? They have a fair point. In my mind, I always like we feel when you feel like you talk about somebody without tagging them like you're talking behind their back or something and but then when you tag them you think well that's a 20 year old you know it's it's that's an interesting thing I don't know I don't know if I did the right thing or not but um but I kind of felt bad about it um but it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting thing but part of this is high stakes college football and if you're bothered and you're worried about criticism then you probably got to get in another line of business or you probably got to go a different direction because if you're good enough and people care enough, at some point they're going to come after you in almost any walk of life, whether it be broadcasting, football, whatever. If you, if you are in the public realm, if you're in the public space, people are going to say negative things and you got to kind of learn to overcome that. Um, Aaron, let's continue with the Dave Aranda Monday news conference. Dave, uh, as far as Blake, um, he obviously made some really good throws in that game the other day. The touchdown pass comes to mind, and probably some that he'd like to have back. Uh, as as you guys go into these last two games of this year, and kind of you know look forward to next year as well, how do you kind of assess where he's at and where he still needs to you know improve? Yeah, I think when. Um, so I think I think Blake, there's been continued improvement throughout the year. I think you look back at the beginning of the year and just ball security and you know and the slides and all of it. I think that's progressed. It's maybe not 100 percent, but it's improved throughout. And he's really made an intentional effort to improve in those things. And then you know I think for him when when stuff is or when the picture is clear and the coverage is um, diagnosed and he's got a clean pocket, I mean, he's really, really, really good. And I think, you know, there's been improvement throughout the year of when he can't step step up, when there's pressure in his face or, you know, when he's out of the pocket and ball security and his, keep his eyes down the field. I think so those are examples of things where maybe it wasn't great to start and then it's gotten greater. And so I think there's you still want to see growth in those areas. And I think some of those areas popped up on Saturday. And so I think, you know, he has been improving on it. And I think we'd all, you know, for all of us, I know for me, I'd like to be so much better than I am, you know. And so I, I'm sure it's the same with him. And so we, we kind of stay in the fight. All right. Now, I, I, I think that Shapin has improved. I think they were so good last year. And the expectations were so high, maybe unfair. I think now that we think about it, okay, both the top running backs gone. The top wide receivers, Estrada and, of course, Tyquan Thornton, uh, who's now in the NFL and playing well, gone. 
we we thought because they had so much pe- so many people coming back on the O line D line that they would be okay. Now again, this is not one of those beat the chest moments. I did I have worries about the lack of experience at the skill positions. You bet, you bet. I mean, I think what we thought that Blake Shapin was going to be and and be able to do in replacing Gary Bohannon was probably out of whack, was probably unfair to Blake Shapin. And the one thing I will point to is a guy that uh, Jeff Grimes had uh, in Zach Wilson at BYU. You know, before he had that incredible year and then he was, you know, taken in the top five in the NFL draft, um, the, the season before that great year, I mean, he was all over the place. He was a young quarterback, and and he made a lot of mistakes. And and I kind of think that's where Shapin is. All the, you know, tremendous throws. That I looked at that throw where he threw the pick at the end of the half, and he missed on one throw to Baldwin where he underthrew him. The one that got picked off, he's got so much arm talent. That sometimes, much like Aaron Rodgers does, much like Mahomes does, sometimes he'll just throw and he won't step into it. And he's literally, because he's a great baseball player, he's he's just basically using his hips. And he's not he's not where he needs to be with his base. All right, like, they had to get before Tony Romo was great with the Cowboys. They had to figure out the lower body. It was kind of all over the place. And they had to get all that right before everything could go on. But he did have some extreme natural talent. Shapin has that. I mean, is he Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson? I No, probably not. But he does have some great talent. Now, on that throw, I watched it, and uh, our buddy Roeder, um, has some great cut-ups of all this stuff. Travis Roeder, who used to be with us. Of course, every time we put somebody on, Sam Bradshaw, same way, the Internet people hire him because they're like, oh, my gosh, this guy's great on Mosley. Let's go hire this guy. Well, that's okay. That's okay. We're proud of that. But that that throw was just indiscriminate, you know, because it was like he's got so much talent and so much confidence in his arm he didn't step into that ball, and he underthrew it, and it got picked. Well, in that you gotta you you cannot let that ball go in that instance in kind of a nonchalant way, because you 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 can't come away from that drive without points. You have to at least be up seventeen fourteen at halftime, and because of that throw, the Bears were tied. Now, is that reason to? Oh gosh, let's get Novasad in here. Turn the turn the thing over to him. No, that's just that's kind of stupidity. That's gut. That's kind of that gut reaction fans have sometimes. I get it. I'm not mad at people who have those thoughts or whatever. But I'm saying to 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 think you could give up on Blake Shapin this early in his career is just utter silliness. That's not the way you want to go. And they've put too much into it. Jeff and Sean and all the guys, uh, Eric, everybody over there on the coaching side, to to go. You know what? Let's, this kid that's going to show up in the in the spring. Let let's. Why don't we just turn the turn it over to him, Blake Shapin? I mean, 
love it or not, Blake Shapin is going to be your quarterback next season, and I'm okay with that. I know a lot of fans probably aren't, and that's okay. I mean, I think you can be upset, but uh, but I you know I, I think this thought that oh my gosh, you know, make a change, put drones in there. I mean, if drones was the better quarterback, he would be out there. I like drones, and he'll get to compete. It's not like they won't open this thing up, but I mean, you know. The betting money, the smart money, is on Blake Shapin to be the starting quarterback for the Baylor Bears next fall. All right, Aaron, let's play a little bit more of this, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll get some Cowboys here in a little bit. We're so used to, especially over the last like year or so, when you guys have the ball and you need to just run it down someone's throat. You guys have been able to accomplish that. You know, as recently as Oklahoma. Yep. When you looked at the tape, what was different? Those yeah, I think, you know, uh, I give credit to CCU. I thought they did a great job getting penetration right off the snap. And I thought that, um, you know, the, they won the line of scrimmage there right at the beginning. And, I th- you know, our our backs were running hard and they were churning their legs and all of it. And our linemen were trying to be able to get behind them and push and do all the things. Um, you know, I think we just didn't execute. And you give credit to TCU because there's really those two. There's that drive and the drive previous, too. And so, to run the ball as well as we did, and to move move the ball as well as we did, and then to get to those two uh, possessions and not, I think, just speaks to kind of where we're at. And so, you take that, you address the things that can be corrected in terms of those specific things, and then work to get better. Richard Reese, I mean, he had a big workload about midseason, was doing great. The last two weeks, Kansas State, TCU, just 19 total carries. Mm-hmm. Is he 100% healthy? And if so, is there a reason his workload has gone down so much? No, I mean, he's healthy. I thought he did. Um, he had some explosive runs. I thought that in um, the throw game, he was where he needed to be doing what he's supposed to be doing. So I think his growth in um, not being the primary you know, ball handler, so to speak, I think has been really, really good. I think, you know, it just shows that we've got a healthy room once again. And so you've got, you've got Swirl and, and, and his continued emergence because he's healthy now. And then you've got Quaylen, and, and I think Quaylen has, you know, from the start of the year to where we are now, he, there's, um, he's up there in terms of the most improved and, you know, he's running the ball like you would expect from a guy that looks like he does. And so that was not necessarily the case in the beginning of the year, and, and the credit goes to him. All right. Um, talking about, and I, I thought that was interesting, uh, and I was looking it up. Chris Williams from uh, Channel 10 asked that question. You know, Reese has been so good. Why not more touches? Well, I mean, I – I get the question. I mean, he has been great. He's been closest thing to a bell cow that they have. But let me let me just real quickly share with you what the three backs did. Uh, because the way that lost, they lost the other day, I didn't really examine this as much. Squirrel had 19 carries for 112 yards at six yards carry. Reese had 10 carries, 56 yards. That's 5.6 yards carry. Quaylen had five carries for 30 yards. It's six yards carry. Like, that's incredible production. So, I mean, yeah, I they miss. I mean, Tristan Ebner and Abram Smith having a true in-your-face downhill, I'm going to run you over back 
the hammer that Abram Smith was, was great. Is Richard Reese that guy? No. Is Quaylen that guy? No. Is Squirrel that guy? Absolutely not. But as a committee, they've done really well. So, uh, I, you know, I'll say this. They did not lose that game the other day because of a poor running game. That, that, not, even, not even close uh, to what happened there. Okay, uh, we have left ourselves a little time here in the 5 o'clock hour. And, uh, boy, again, a huge show planned for you tomorrow. Holiday show. Sometimes people just kind of goof off in the holidays. We have some big things planned for you. But next, want to react to a Cowboys blowout win. What does it mean? And should you buy Super Bowl tickets? That's next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's our check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday, Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics, highlighted by Baylor men's basketball's top 10 win over UCLA on Sunday in Las Vegas. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. The Black Friday sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels. Save big on our great selection of new cars and trucks, like the new 2022 Ram trucks. These legendary award-winning trucks are designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. Ram trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather trim seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can order it today. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning product. Allen Samuels in Waco, the place to shop Ram trucks. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football came oh so close, but dropped a 29-28 decision to fourth-ranked and undefeated TCU Saturday at McLean Stadium on Senior Day. The Horned Frogs remained undefeated with a 40-yard field goal at the final gun. 29-28 the final. The Bears now close the regular season this Friday in Austin against Texas. Also from the weekend, Baylor Volleyball dropped a 3-1 decision to top-ranked Texas. They will close the regular season at home this Saturday against Kansas State. Baylor Women's Basketball had that top-20 matchup in the Farrell Center against Maryland yesterday. They got a career-high tying 25 points from Sarah Andrews, but dropped their first game of the season, 73-68 the final. While Scott Drew and the Baylor men in Las Vegas playing in the Continental Tire main event, the Bears dropped their tournament opener on Friday to Virginia, which went on to win the entire tournament, but bounced back in a big way on Sunday, knocking off UCLA 
80 to 75 the final score. A quality tournament for Coach Drew and the Bears here in November. Yeah, and and, and again, when you play these type of games, you might not get a win, but you're not getting penalized. Like we lose to Virginia, and we dropped in Ken Palm from six to seven because Virginia's ranked ahead of us. So I mean, you're you're and and UCLA is a team that uh, uh, all year long. Uh, that's going to be a win that really helps us. So, again, would have loved to win the tournament. I thought uh, Virginia did a great job. I know they were playing for a lot. And uh, happy for uh, Coach Bennett and their team and wish them the best of the luck the rest of the year. Illinois is another uh, real quality team. Scott Drew and Baylor men's basketball back home and back in action Wednesday afternoon, a matinee in the Farrell Center at 3 against McNeese State. And Baylor Equestrian wraps up their fall schedule with an 11-7 win at home over Fresno State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-888. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Lockridge Priest has been providing HVAC, plumbing, and electrical services for over 50 years, serving all of Central Texas for your residential and commercial needs. This family-owned and operated company has skilled and knowledgeable technicians to help you with all your heating, AC, plumbing, and electrical needs. Hot season is here, and if you have issues with your AC, call Lockridge Priest at 254-772-0670. That's 254-772-0670 or Lockridge ridgepriest.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. Cowboys defense limits the Vikings to 183 total yards and move to 7-3 with a win 40-30. A short week this week for the Cowboys as they get ready for the Giants at home on Thanksgiving Day. Monday night football tonight, San Francisco at Arizona from Mexico. Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. Short week for the Bears. They try to bounce back off the loss to TCU in Austin Friday morning versus the Longhorns. UMHB moves to round two of the NCAA Division III playoffs with a 54-0 win over Huntington. The crew is on the road to face Trinity Saturday at noon. Dallas Mavericks lost to Denver last night, 98-97. Baylor basketball beat UCLA 80-75 and will be back in the Farrell Center Wednesday afternoon hosting McNeese State. Tip is at 3 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show holiday week. Thanksgiving uh, is upon us. Uh, draws near. And uh, lots of good stuff. We had uh, the Dave Veranda. This is a tough one. That was a tough one uh, to absorb the other day because Bears had a 28-20 lead, had a, had a great opportunity after last year knocking off the Sooners when they were 9-0. TCU 10-0 on the ropes, and the Bears could not put them away. And there are a lot of reasons for it. There are some uh, – and by the way, if you've got something you want to add on the text line, go ahead, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. I mean, it's um, it was a bad, eerie feeling – that we all had in the stadium. It wasn't just me. I was up in the press box. I had a chilly feeling as well. Windows always open in that press box, as Brent Ingram, our new SID, has found. Brent has uh, really done some great things, but there's some things he just has not been able to reverse. And uh, in the press box, for some reason, there's a feeling that uh, the windows need to be open, even if it's 30 outside. And Whatever. We'll just continue to do that, and, and nobody will know why. But uh, uh, Aaron and people, that's what our listeners really care about, is the warmth of the people in the press box. But as as Tom Barfield and I were watching that sequence, late in the game, uh, it, there, were, there were several things that happened. And I know you kind of want to talk about different things. One was 
a rushing offense that had dominated the Frogs for much of the day. And they and Baylor really did some great things. There were some throws. Now, there's some Blake wants back. I think he finished 21 for 30 for 200 and maybe 50 yards. I thought he was okay. I thought I, I thought he played pretty well. He made a couple throws. Baldwin had the long one that helped set the Bears up to go 28-20. He had one to Cameron where he rolled out and he threw it on the run, and it was a gorgeous ball. I mean, the guy has talent for days. And, again, I, I keep getting back to, uh, you know, anybody that would be like, change quarterbacks, put drones in. It's like, I don't know what you're watching. I mean, the offense played well enough to win. You know, would you like some of those passes back? Would you like the the interception at the end of the first quarterback? Yeah, or at the end of the first half? Absolutely. Is he a young quarterback? Yeah. My gosh, this is like his freshman year. Last year he got one start, and he had the start in the Big 12 championship game. He got hurt there. He got thrown into the K-State game. So let's give him two starts for last year. So basically this is his first year as a starter, and and we're going to be like, oh, man, oh, let's uh, let's try somebody else. I don't think so. I don't see it. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't keep, you know, bringing in great players and bringing in somebody like Novosad's going to be, you know, good if he ever gets here. Everybody's always talking about, oh, gosh, he's visiting here or there. That's why with recruiting, I really don't care until whatever that early signing period is. Until they sign on the dotted line or show up at the university – that's when I really care, and I don't get into all this other stuff. I, I see, and I, I appreciate people who do that cover recruiting because we need them and we need to talk about them. But I don't live or die by what sophomores or juniors are deciding in uh, in high school. I mean, I, you you can't do that. It's it is the lifeblood of a program, though. So there were some things that happened in that second half. One was, yeah, could you have snapped the ball? Well, let's let's start over. When on that last Baylor offensive possession, I think they'd like to have the first and second down back. Those plays felt like give up plays. Now that doesn't mean they hadn't had success the rest of the game. It just seemed like those runs went into the teeth of the defense. TCU was sitting on it. They were waiting on the run. They knew Baylor was going to try to run clock, and they did. TCU was able to use all three timeouts and have plenty of time left. In college football, where the clock stops for first downs, 134, as I tweeted at the time, is an eternity. I felt bad when they got the ball at the 30-yard line with 134 left. I did not feel great about things. You know, defense did some good things in this game. It wasn't, it wasn't even all about, like, you know, not trusting the defense. It just was more about... Their quarterback is so good. Duggan is is so on point during those big moments. He can run. I mean, you know, it's like most of the game, it's not like he was killing you with his legs, and then with the game on the line, he killed you with his legs. I mean, he's that's who he is. I mean, he is the ultimate gamer. Now, three plays, it took them like three plays. I swear, it felt like they were in field goal range, with a minute left, and they didn't have any timeouts. So, again, a reminder to everybody, timeouts in a college football game 
really doesn't mean a lot. You get the clock stopped um, on the first down. Then you can also run the guy out of bounds. You know, you could run plays to the boundary, and they did. And they got in great position. And then they did something really weird. They decided to try to get the ball to where they wanted on the field to kick the field goal with a run play and then race their kicking team onto the field. And as we watched it counting down, it was a shocking and exciting moment because you're like, wait a second, maybe they won't have time. Maybe Baylor can win. Now, in the aftermath of that, I think the thought was, could Baylor have done more? Could Baylor have tried to substitute? The answer is yes. But according to Tom Barfield, who looked up the rules and other people I've talked to, you know, you could the refs weren't going to hold it up. You could have tried to make a substitution there, but if you held them up, you were going to get penalized. So I don't think Baylor could have handled it differently in that position, even though I understand why the question was asked after the game, and I know it's what a lot of people were talking to. And by the way, they should have snapped it. They should have gotten a call to their dupe snapper and say, snap the ball when uh, TCU was having trouble getting off the field on that punt. And then they could have had a first down. But that's not the deep snapper's fault. you got to get word to snap that football. Somebody's got to call that out. And that, again, all of this is hindsight's 2020. All right, uh, it is time for the dismount. we got just a couple of things to share with you as we head into this evening. That is next. Your home for Baylor women's basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. hear my voice you're close enough to come see me this month at harley davidson of waco i have an incredible offer for all active duty and retired military personnel with the purchase of any brand new harley davidson model receive one thousand dollars with the free accessories or an in-store one thousand dollar gift card to spend as you choose i'm paying way too much money for trade-ins and i have a huge selection of certified pre-owned harleys as well so come see me this month at harley davidson of waco you wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all, Marineland has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence powered by mercury at marineland boating center waco there's no better place to watch the big game than coach's barbecue smokehouse 
and they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. Cowboys defense limits the Vikings to 183 total yards and move to 7-3 with a win 40-30. A short week this week for the Cowboys as they get ready for the Giants at home on Thanksgiving Day. Monday night football tonight, San Francisco at Arizona from Mexico. Kyler Murray is a game-time decision. Short week for the Bears they try to bounce back off the loss to TCU in Austin Friday morning versus the Longhorns. UMHB moves to round two of the NCAA Division III playoffs with a 54-0 win over Huntington. The crew is on the road to face Trinity Saturday at noon. Dallas Mavericks lost to Denver last night, 98-97. Baylor basketball beat UCLA 80-75 and will be back in the Farrell Center Wednesday afternoon hosting McNeese State. Tip is at 3 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Dismount. We got. We have to uh, say goodnight for our soccer crowd. And by the way, text us if you know, like, where's the best place to watch a World Cup soccer match? Where's the best place to watch uh, one of these games on the... Uh, uh, in the Waco Belton Temple area, where are they showing these things? I'd love to show up. I'd love to do a little uh, road show where we just took the show out and we were there for World Cup action. I hope somehow the Americans can knock off England on Friday. I have my doubts. They had Wales, okay, which is in the UK, but Wales has its own soccer uh, international team. And U.S. was up, and then Wells uh, took a bad penalty, and Wells got to, uh, on a penalty kick, that guy Gareth Bell, he's some kind of superstar, and he's an older guy, but he nailed it, and they salvaged a tie, and so a tough one for the Americans. Uh, They're denied victory by that equalizer. Okay, everybody. Have a tremendous uh, rest of the Monday evening, and we will see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock straight up. Talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. 
Heading into the final week of the regular season, we've got the Big 12 Players of the Week coming up on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate 